Refreshingly real, refreshingly honest, refreshingly human. A podcast about human connections, shared experiences, and finding that line of humanity. With your host, Hannah Pillow. But yeah, how are you, Amal? It's um, I think that when I last asked you how you are, your voice message was quite emotional. Uh, how are things? Yeah, it's been a struggle lately, but um, I'm alive and well, and I'm really thankful for that. Um, so every day is a little bit. You find a little joy in every day when you're going through a hard time, right? <laughs> so yeah, I'm thankful. That is I'm so thankful. true. That is so true. So I just want to give everyone a little context about what we're talking about, what's going on, and for anyone who's going to be listening to this on the podcast, um, I am going to be releasing a bonus episode, and it is going to be ripped from this IG live. So just so you know, it is a IG live that you're listening to on the podcast, <laughs> wherever you're listening to it. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to introduce you, Amal. Uh, you are a Palestinian. American, is that right? That's and right. you you still have family in Palestine? I do. Yes, most of my family, the majority of my family, still live in Palestine. Oh, okay. Wow. Right. And I just want to give a little bit of context about like why I contacted you, and it was like I really want to just do a little live to address an issue. I, you know, we've been seeing a lot in the media. We've been seeing what's happening.、Um, There's there's been a lot of protests worldwide. There was one in Manchester this weekend as well. I was quite proud of that.、Mm. Um, I saw a very emotional newscast news broadcast. I think it was from Palestine, and the the woman、um, was speaking. I think in Arabic, and then she started speaking in English, and she started like addressing a more international audience. And she got really emotional, and she was saying that the world is watching what is happening, and if we are not doing anything, then we are to blame for what's happening. And that really got me thinking, you know, as an average person sitting by and watching, what exactly can we do? And that's why I wanted to get you on here today to just let people know what can we do, what should we be doing, and just give us a little action points. Yeah. Well, first, thank you so much for using your platform to talk about this issue because it is a humanitarian crisis, and you know, there's just so much that we need to talk about because there's a lot of misinformation out there, and it, there's a lot of、um, hesitancy to speak on the issue of Palestine and what's happening at the hand of Israel because. Uh, of the narrative that has been pushed out, saying that if you talk about it, that means you're anti-Semitic, you know, and it's not about that.、Um, so, I want to thank you for allowing me to have the space to talk about what's happening in my home country of Palestine and how to get involved, how to help in a peaceful way, and try to, you know, bring humanity back to to the land.、Um, So thank、oh, you. Sure. <laughs> no, of course. And I, I just want to go back to that point that you just said that, like when you you say talking about it and people are creating this dialogue that it means we anti-Semitic or whatever.、Um, I just want to go back to that point because you know if you really watch what's going on, there are people getting hurt on both sides of the equation, and this is not about our labels. It's not about being a Muslim, being a Jew. It's about being a human and the fact that humans are getting hurt. And what are we doing? Right, 
right? And it's so important to understand the history of what's going on. Um, and it, it seems as if like that doesn't get talked about enough. Um, and it, Israel keeps pushing forward narratives that m intimidate the average person to be like, oh, it's a complicated issue. You shouldn't get involved because it's too political. But it's not a political issue. It's not a complicated issue. There's human rights violations. Most of the world has voted against the occupation that is happening to us in Palestine. And it's not at all about race. It's not about my liberation doesn't come at the cost of a Jewish person's demise. You know, we can all be free. We can all be liberated. One doesn't have to cost the other. Um, I love but that. the narrative that is too often pushed out is that if Palestine is free, if Palestinians are able to be liberated, then that means the demise for the for Jews. And that's just not it. We are we are suffering because of so many systemic things that have happened throughout history in our in our region and because of you know the mass migration of the persecuted jews from world war ii going into the land the the suffering that the jews have suffered is is excruciating and our our suffering is tied into that so mm -hmm. we are kind of the the people who really understand the history of it understand that you know the Jewish suffering and the Palestinian suffering go hand in hand. We're not anti-Semitic because we want freedom. We're anti-Semitic in no way. Our, our cause is not that whatsoever. Um, and that's another point. I, I'll probably tangent because it's a little bit. <laughs> a little no, bit for sure. Go many I areas, mean, but. I mean, let's say like, I think like I'm the perfect person for you to voice this because I am like a blank canvas and you know, it's, it's what you, what you're saying is raising so many questions in my head, because like you said, there's so much of information and so much of misinformation. And you know, like when I come at it, it's like, I don't know which way to look. I don't know what to take in. So, so tell us about that. Tell us about the misinformation that, that is coming from the media that you would like to address. Yes. Um, well, that's, that's loaded because <laughs> most of the information is misinformation that you hear on public media. Um, the, a lot of the common things you read about is Hamas versus Israel. You hear, you hear, oh, you know, attack, attack, attack. You only see our, like, that it were painted as a picture of angry Arabs who just want to kill everybody, but that's not what's happening. There's a, there's a complete unbalance of power, right? It's not Hamas against Israel. It's Israel killing innocent children and women mm -hmm. and specifically attacking places of worship, places like schools and hospitals and attacking people during vulnerable moments, like during our holy month of Ramadan, when we're going to the mosque to pray, where mm -hmm. we have no intention of being protesting, doing anything, but, you know, just celebrating our holidays. And that's when Israel decides to strike, but that's not how it's told, you know? Mm. So it, it's never there. It's never about, Oh, there was an uprising. No, what happened was, Israel said that it was completely legal to 
take a Palestinian person from their home and give it to somebody from New York, you know? We don't have any rights to our own homes. We don't have any rights to say that we don't want to go anywhere. We have no rights, you know, to do anything. Uh, and then the stories flipped around on us saying that we're the angry Arabs who just want violence. And it's not, that's not accurate whatsoever. We're trying to live our lives in peace and live our lives in the houses and the land that we've been in for thousands of years. And Israel's telling, there's no room for you. You need to go. And so we can bring somebody else in the, to this, in this place. And so Zionism is what you need to fight against, not Judaism, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's never about Judaism. It's not about being Jewish. It's about, it's about being anti-Zionist, which mm -hmm. is in a, a radical nationalist group who think that we, we, the indigenous people of the land, should all be ethnically cleansed to bring room for more people, you know? And it's just, oh, it, there's so much to it that yeah. you see a lot of just facts about the situation. You see a lot of biased language, a lot of biased uh, articles that are just very harmful and, and paint us to be violent people but really Palestinian people are just trying to live their lives and they're just no for sure and there's, so, there's just so much we can pack into there you know like you said that um they've been bombing places like schools and mosques and you know I want anyone everyone out there who's listening to this to just imagine a school of children being bombed a mosque there's kids there's women there's people of all ages, there's all elderly people in those buildings. Just imagine these places being bombed. Just think about that, you know? Yeah. Like, just, if you have any biases in your head, take away all those labels and just think about all these humans that are, that are actually just being attacked right now. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you used the term back there, you said angry Arabs. And I, and I want to go back to that and be like, who wants violence? Which human wants to live in this distress and violence? You know, to use these microaggressions and to use these labels are so harmful because who actually wants that right. in their life? You know, like think about it from, again, a human being's perspective here. Who wants to be in this situation? Amal, I want to get into it, though. I want to get into what can we do. I'm, say myself, I am living great life in England. Um, I have all my freedom. Uh, you know, I'm not afraid to step out the door. What can I do as that, as that person living in these liberated free countries? Yeah, the, there's, there's some really practical things that everybody can do um, to support Palestine in a peaceful way. Um, join your local protests. Palestinians are, like you said, we're protesting so much right now there's protests in almost every city na na nationwide and globally like we are really coming together as a community as not just the palestinians but these protests are becoming way more diverse because all system of oppressions i think we've all hit a limit right mm -hmm. <laughs> we all want to be just free from all these systems of oppression so join your local protests uh 
hear, listen to Palestinian voices in your community um, because we're talking, we wanna talk, we want a platform and we're willing to do what it takes to get this message out that, you know, what's happening is not right. What's happening mm -hmm. since 1948 has been against international law and there's continuing endless war crimes and just talking about it to everybody you know, like make it go viral because when you talk about it and you use your hashtags and you use uh, all your platforms when you are a non-Arab or non-Palestinian, like you're reaching more people, right? Because we have a group of that we can reach, but you know, a lot of our communities were within each other, right? So mm -hmm. the non-Arab world and the non-Palestinian world like really unites and makes it go viral, then, you know, then Israel and the United States and, and, and the UK can't control the narrative, right? So I love that. And yeah. I just want to ask, um, well, first, I just want to say that I love that you, you are saying everyone should do this. Everyone should be talking about it on their platforms, be giving it a voice, be using these hashtags. Because one thing I want to say is uh, when I saw the protest last week in Manchester, there was a huge lack of diversity at the protest, which I was really proud that Manchester had one, but I was also really not uh, not very impressed with the lack of diversity there because I think that we need to see a more of a range of people coming together from outside of the community to say that this is not okay. We are all standing against this together. Um, so yes, definitely, if you are not Arab, if you are not Muslim, if you are not any of these labels, but you, you stand against injustice, use your voice to do that. What hashtags can we use um, to promote or to, to spread this message? Well, right now, it's a little tricky with hashtags because Facebook and Instagram are censoring all of our posts about it. So if you use mm -hmm. this hashtag, it's li likely that it won't be seen, right? So they're muting mm -hmm. a lot of our posts. I mean, I went from you know, I on average have in the upper hundreds of people viewing my posts when mm -hmm. I was using like free Palestine uh, hashtag or free Gaza hashtags or end the occupation hashtags. I went down to like 20 views and what? they're cutting our views. And that's not just with me. It's been a huge problem throughout uh, this whole up. This whole situation is that Facebook and Instagram are are censoring our hashtags. So what we've been doing is posting what we can about the situation, following Palestinian voices and organizations that are pushing out um, what is happening, but we're not using hashtags or we're like misspelling something or leaving a letter out so that mm -hmm. it, it can be seen, but it won't be censored. Um, we're also pushing out information and using like the get vaccinated tag or whatever, because that pushes it out. Um, wow. Okay. So there are many ways. Um, and if you follow me, I post about this all the time and the resources you can use to get your message out and still make it go viral um, and trying to get around the blockade that Facebook and Instagram is creating for us. Um, and then uh, one thing that we need to definitely do everybody needs to do is to go to um like your app store and 
call out Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and most platforms and say, like, give them a one star rating and say, this is why, you know, you're getting a one star rating is because this is a platform for free speech. And we're, we're not doing any violations of it, of anything. I am so going to do that. Yeah, I'm so, so going to do that. Definitely. That's a way that we can, again, it's all about taking control of the narrative, taking control of the narrative, because if we're not speaking out about what's happening, then somebody else is telling the world what is happening and it is not it is not it's not the right it's not the truth right mm. so definitely be get onto your apps go to the app store give them a one star rating and be like stop censoring stop censoring palestinian voices stop censoring what's happening in palestine because it doesn't mm -hmm. fit your narrative um, yeah and one more thing i'll just add in there is that everyone who's listening to this right now or listening to this post recording or listening to this when it's on the podcast share it to your story share it to your platforms let everyone hear what amal is telling us that we need to do spread it because you know we need to be making the voice louder yeah yeah it's so important because it's not it's not about anything else but to stop killing people you know human beings yeah, I think that the world is used to hearing about Palestinian deaths so much that there is, you know, it's almost like an immunity, right? It doesn't mm -hmm. affect you on a human level because all you ever see is our, our suffering. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that that has desensitized a lot of, a lot of people because they don't, they don't ever see anything but our death and our destruction. And, and when we, retaliate you know but how much can you oppress somebody in 73 years and a whole people group and deny us human rights and treat us like second-class citizens who have no rights to vote have no say in government we cannot vote we cannot use our voices and if we do Gaza gets bombed or hospitals get bombed and we just die so for every one Israeli that dies there's like 150 Palestinians that die so how, like, how can we do this, you know? How can we do mm -hmm. this and just liberate ourselves from this, like, chokehold of oppression that is con has been continuous for 73 years? Mm -hmm. So it's really important to just understand that we're human, you know, understand that we're not used to burying our loved ones. We're not used to burying our children and our, our spouses and our mothers and fathers. We're not used to that. You know, we, we haven't been desensitized, even though it's a constant. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just the world needs to realize that just because all you see is our suffering, you, you still need to see us as humans, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, there's been so many posts that I've been seeing, like um, talking about how the apartheid in South Africa eventually got stopped because people started speaking out. And I'm, I'm a part, you know, I am a South African. And, you know, when I studied the history of South Africa, when my grandparents told me about it, one of the questions that came to my mind is, how could the world have let that happen for so long? And this is the exact thing now that's happening to Palestine. It's how can the world let this go on for so long? We need our voices to echo louder. Yeah, For and, sure. and the, I mean, the South African apartheid and what's happening in Palestine by Israel, it, it is apartheid. There's no mm. other, there's nothing else that you could define it as. It's apartheid. 
we, you know, there's so many similarities. And even Nelson Mandela spoke to this a lot. He, and he said, you know, this South African freedom is tied with Palestinian freedom because mm. we are both that we have both experienced the same thing at the hand of an aggressor and an, mm -hmm. an occupier, right? Um, and one of the reasons why the apartheid ended is not only because people started speaking up, but there was a huge economic shift and people started holding the oppressive regime, uh, like oppressing of South Africa, holding them accountable financially. So that's when it hurts, isn't it? That's, yes, when, it that's hurts. when it hurts. So it's understanding with Israel is so tied in their economics is so tied in with Europe and in the United States and huge funding is coming from them. So they wouldn't be who they are if our tax dollars didn't pay them to be that. Right. And mm -hmm. so it's understanding what companies are located in illegal settlements in occupied areas. It's understanding like where your tax dollars are going when you live in a Western country, because I mean, we're fighting a bill here in the U.S. that's trying to send $73 billion of weapons to Israel right now. And I don't want my family to suffer from my tax dollars sending that to, you know, mm -hmm. weapons to, you know, oppress my own family, you know. So it's really understanding the economics of it as well. And I just think that, you know, one thing I like to say is just buy local like buy local products because you don't know where these products, these massive industries are coming from. And a lot of them are located in Ill illegal settlements in Israel. So it, 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 you really have to understand that when you take control and understand where your money is going, it can really liberate a person. You know, it can mm -hmm. liberate a whole people group if you just stop funding the occupier, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's such a complicated one, because like you said, like, it's tied into so many things that we wouldn't even be aware of, and we wouldn't even, you know, know of, and knowledge is such power, so I mean, it's, it's really great that you have this background knowledge of it, and, you know, I would, I would love to speak more about that. What, what else can we do, uh, Amal, what other, so, so are you saying, like, should we be boycotting any known Israeli Israeli products is that going to make an impact in the long run? I mean, uh, everything will make an impact eventually, right? If mm -hmm. enough people do it, uh, it's just I think that as if you're really committed to the cause, boycotting is such a great way. It's such a great way to you know fight the injustices. And uh, a friend of mine is starting a Facebook or Instagram page just to show you what products are really should be boycotted because they are coming from you know occupied okay. areas and um so i will be posting on her I, I forget what the name is right now but i'll post it, it on my uh instagram so you, that yeah. anybody listening can uh follow that and just see if it's, yeah. if it's doable um, you can also tag her under in the comments once i post this as well uh so yeah. people can easily find it whoever's listening to this as well yeah so yeah, I will definitely do that. But so the the thing that is really going to make a difference, um, you know, understanding where your money's going, try to buy local products, make sure that, you know, your, your money's not going to the ethnic cleansing of the Palestinian people. Um, but more, more importantly is 
just allowing Palestinian voices to be heard and taking control of the narrative and making things go viral and not silent, right? So oftentimes, you know, there there's a movement and then it has a high and then it goes down and then there's nothing else, you know, and everybody's mm -hmm. quiet about it. But the, what's been happening here in Palestine has been happening for 73 years. And, and there's the intifadas, there's the uprisings, and then, then there's, now there's a social media presence and protests globally, but we can't let it die down. Die. We have to keep you know, talking about it. Uh, that's interesting that you say that, because that is definitely something I've noticed. You know, it was like for a long time, nobody said anything, and now suddenly everyone's talking about it again, you know, and it's, it's everywhere. So that, that's so, such a powerful statement, is that we need to keep our voices up. We need to keep bringing this up. We need yeah. to, to just, you know, make the noise louder and louder instead of letting it die down. Right. The momentum uh, needs to stay at a, at a high until something changes. Um, mm -hmm. because the, it's, it's just, it's too much and it's been too much for too long. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it, it's going to take a global movement to hold Israel accountable. Um, and that doesn't mean that we want, you know, the, the Jews and the Israelis in Israel to, you know, experience what we're experiencing in oppression. No, m mm -hmm. again, our liberation doesn't come at the cost of anybody. It doesn't come at the cost of anybody. It just takes a racist nationalist government to understand that you cannot, again, eliminate an indigenous people. We, mm -hmm. we belong there and we, we, we aren't going anywhere and we're not going to forget, you know? You know, you can't expel us from our homes and make sure that we can't go back home to see our family or where we come from and think that eventually we're just going to forget about it. We're not. Mm -hmm. We're angry and we're staying angry. And I think now we're getting to a point where it's just, it is too much. You can't just continue to take people out of their homes, displace families, murder children, and think that we as, as Arabs and Palestinians living abroad are just going to be like, out of sight, out of mind, you know, it's mm -hmm. not, it doesn't happen that way. And, and so we, we just have to keep this like pushing forward. And I think that we need to get all communities of minorities and all communities who have experienced systems of oppression to really come together to fight this because our, our liberation is tied into the black liberation here in the United States. You know, it, it's never going to stop if we all don't come together because really our main enemy in this world is white supremacy and nationalism, right? Yes. So if yes. we all collectively gather and that's Jews, Arabs, the black Americans and black people abroad who've experienced systems of oppression, the Indian community, everybody, indigenous people of all lands who have experienced so much trauma and generations of trauma, we really all have to unite and just hold the hold these systems accountable for the atrocities that they have committed. So it is it's really like don't let the momentum die because we're because it's it's like it's like a domino effect, right? Once we liberate one place, we can liberate the other, we can liberate the other, we can liberate the other, where white supremacy and nationalism is not going to be anymore and then mm -hmm. we can you know maybe have a world where 
you know, people can breathe a little bit more easily. <laughs> I mean, it has to stop somewhere, doesn't it? You know, just it can't just be going on and on with, you know, with Palestine, with racism, with women's rights. You know, it has yeah. to stop somewhere, we, you know, and I absolutely agree. We got to just keep the narrative going and we have to keep this hype up. Amal, before we start wrapping up, I want to ask you how uh, how are your family in Palestine doing? Um, what you know? What do they have to do to keep safe? Is it even possible for them to keep safe right now? Well, I I have to be careful about what I say because Israel keeps tabs on people who say things. Um, uh, but as a people, um, safety is a fleeting thing, right? You're safe one moment and you're not the next. Wow. Um, I know there has been in, in areas that are not even protesting, um, there has been gas um, bombs type things being thrown at people's houses. Um, they're spraying down homes with sewage water. Police are in the, in the neighborhoods terrorizing people every night. Um, so, you know, the Palestinian people as a collective, they, they, they're, it's a momentary thing to be safe, right? Mm -hmm. So you're safe and then you're not, and then you just do what you have to do to remain safe. Um, so it's a fleeting thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and the experience for all Palestinians in Palestine at the moment is it's uncertain. Let's just say mm -hmm. that it's uncertain. Um, because whether you're in an occupied area or not, you know, there's still brutality and just crazy things happening. Um, the mm -hmm. police are going into any family's homes to take away children and people who just said, don't steal my home or like protested in any way. So they're arresting people without cause, without any information, you know, and so it's really, it's really a fleeting thing to be like, we're okay, or, you know, it, or we're, we'll be fine or whatever, because it's, it changes so rapidly every second. So mm -hmm. it's, it's an uncertain time right now for us, all of us. Definitely. I mean, I just, I just want to also just like put it out there once again to just like anyone listening to this, just picture living like that picture that you know we're so used to having our lives i guess being constantly safe um you know uh, i know like growing up in south africa we've had you know we could take precautions to be safe because south africa is not a very safe country sometimes <laughs> but we could take precautions but imagine if there's no control over the your safety if you have absolutely no nothing you can actually do and just enjoy the times that you are safe and then suddenly you know you have no idea what's going to happen in the next moment imagine if that was you yeah um one more thing i'd like to mention um because there has been a rise in um anti-semitic attacks in the united states um i was just in new york city and i get notifications of police reports on my phone it's through my school i don't know why they do that but and I saw like five or six just in a two day span um, that it's just un unacceptable for anybody who believes in the Palestinian cause. Do not partake 
in anything anti-Semitic. Our Jewish allies are our most valuable allies. They are the ones who can really do a lot to speak truth to power, you know? Mm. So if anybody has any inkling to do anything against a Jewish person or being anti-Semitic or using any language that is anti-Semitic, distance yourself from the Palestinian cause because we don't want you. You're making it hard for all of us. So if you're not in it to liberate all people who are oppressed, don't affiliate with the Palestinian cause because this has to, it has to stop. It has to, because you know, who is being blamed for the, for the anti-Semitic attacks? It's the Palestinians who are being blamed mm. for it. Even if they don't know who did it or why they did it, we're being blamed for it. And it's not right. We don't stand for it. We don't want it. We stand with our Jewish allies and we are emphatically anti-anti-Semitic. Anti we stand with our Jewish community and we see their suffering and we do not stand for anything remotely close to attacking a Jewish person for what's going on in Israel because of Israel. It's not Jewish people. It is Israel that is committing these atrocities. So absolutely <laughs> yes no great that that's a great way to end is it. it's like it's so counterproductive isn't it to to, yeah. to behave that way you yes. yeah we, I, I i have nothing to say to that i think you've said it all um <laughs> it, it, it boils my blood it's no like you can't you cannot be violent when you're asking the world to see the violence that is happening to us mm -hmm. you know you cannot mm -hmm. do it. I know there, and uh, one other thing, I know we have to wrap up, but to the Arab community and the Palestinian community, we are tired. We're tired. We're exhausted. We're traumatized. It is okay to take a break and a step back and to get your mind right. If you feel like you're getting too angry, just take the day off, you know, do some duas, say some prayers, do something that's good for your mental health and then come back to mm. the cause when you're ready because we are we are in this for the long haul don't burn out take care of yourself and that's to everybody fighting systems of oppression to our indigenous people to the jewish community to the black community to every community the asian community that have experienced so much this year as well all of us just need to make sure that our mind is right because we have we're in it for the long haul 100% so before we say goodbye, Amal, I just want to check in with you because I know, like, well, as, as you just said, this is an emotional topic to get into and it has a strain on you and it has a strain on your mental health. So I just want to check in with you. How are you feeling right now? I'm tired. I'm really tired. Um, it's been a really hard time. Um, but I have a loving husband who's my rock and my support. Um, I'm not doing so well in my mental health, uh, if I can just be honest, but yeah, of course. you know, it's a journey, it's a journey and um, seeing the community come together is, is a breath of fresh air um, when often I feel like I'm getting choked. So um, I know that you're going to have good days and bad days, but mm -hmm. I'm getting through it. So <laughs> thank you for asking. <laughs> no, of course. And you just mentioned to everyone out there to take a break or to, to do something for themselves. So what are you going to do for yourself to recharge and, and, and you know, look after your mental health? Yeah, well, we just took a trip to New York City um, just to get away for a little while. Um, unfortunately, 
as soon as we arrived, I learned a really good friend of mine had passed away. So that oh. kind of put a damper, well, definitely put a damper on the trip because it's such a devastating loss. Um, but just taking time to breathe, you know, doing some reading, doing some meditations, um, exercise is super important. I'm planning to just just regroup and just take a lot of stress off my plate um, and just make sure that I'm okay. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Take your own advice and lean on others as well when you need to. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely needed. But thank you so much, Hannah. I really appreciate that you gave me this, this opportunity to speak about my, my home, my Palestine. Um, thank you so much for caring. And of course. I just appreciate you so much. Of course, I'm always here for you. And I hope that everyone had some takeaway that they would be able to implement. I know I did. Uh, and I've definitely learned a lot. So thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing and being so being so involved in the course. That's not an easy, you know, it, like you just said, it takes so much out of you to be so passionate and to, you know, want to fight the good fight. It's never an easy thing to do. Yeah, it's not. But it's worth it. It'll be worth it someday, right? <laughs> yes, it will. Definitely. Thanks so much, Amal. Look after yourself. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And we will see you all on the next episode of Professionally Human if you're listening on the podcast. Or I'll see you on my, on my platform. Yes. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Refreshingly Human with myself, Hannah Pillow. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, don't forget to share it with a friend you think would enjoy the content as well. You can also leave me a review on iTunes or podchaser.com. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Refreshingly Human Podcast, Facebook as Refreshingly Human, and LinkedIn as Hannah Pillow. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. <laughs>